Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lissa. Welcome Hello. back, Lissa. Woo, from the catacombs Hi. of Paris to the... <laughs> Where the fuck does this movie take place? Rhode Island? Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> Ooh, the scariest state of all. Man, New England. <laughs> <laughs> New England, man. New England, shit's fucked. terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. horrifying. I mean, if you do have to pick 100%. a scary place in America, I feel like, I guess New England is like, oh, like, has the most. It's just because it's according old. According to white people, has the most, like, old yeah. stuff. But I don't know. Honestly, I would say the South is pretty scary, but it depends, depends on the people in the yeah, South. Like, I guess who like, you're from, around. For True. me, if I were to set a, a, a horror movie in the States, though, I would do it, like, way out in the middle of the wilderness. Because yeah. there's just, like, some mm -hmm. huge spaces mm -hmm. of wilderness. Anyway, okay. Sorry, that's way off topic. All right. So, welcome back, Lissa. Um, we're glad to have you. So, this episode... Glad to be here. Yeah. This, like, <laughs> came around very spur of the moment. You had to, like, message mm -hmm. us a while back. And we're like, hey, I really want to talk about a James Wan horror film. <laughs> and um we've already mm -hmm. talked about saw and the in insidious which is mm -hmm. like two of two out of the three of his like big horror movies i would say so uh but we how dare you forget yet. aquaman yeah yeah, yeah aquaman <laughs> um aquaman the scariest <laughs> james wan movie of all terrifying it's that giant julie andrew squid <laughs> yeah. i keep forgetting she's in that <laughs> movie <laughs> Isn't isn't uh Willem Dafoe also in it? Or am I hallucinating He's the fish that? Fish Uncle yeah. Ben. There you go. There you go. Patrick Wilson is also in that. Yeah, Patrick Wilson is What's in Patrick that. Patrick Wilson in a big doing way. all of the James Wan films. He's, he's like the half brother, right? Yeah. 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 I think we he's I think like, we tried to I watch Aquaman and I totally zoned out during the middle of it, so I don't remember anything about it. Honestly, same. Patrick um, Wilson is there. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we've uh, I've actually been wanting to talk about The Conjuring for a really long time because I just mm -hmm. really like this movie. Um, mm -hmm. and and for some reason, I've just watched it a lot. Like, I think it's it's one of the horror movies that's like really watchable. Like when you're with a group of people it's kind of a crowd pleaser so yeah if i'm ever like at a party or something i don't it know why really we is. always just turn this on and like hey let's just watch <laughs> the conjuring so yeah. i've probably seen this a good like 10 to 15, 15 times times. yeah i think this is probably like the third or fourth time i've seen it and i know about two times that i've seen it you were playing it in the middle of uh the the banning residence area when we were in yeah college. that sounds about right mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Now, Lissa, if I remember correctly, um, from the last time we talked about James Wan, you had some some pretty hot takes, spicy, some might say. <laughs> I um, have a personal feeling that every James Wan horror film I've seen is not actually uh, what I would consider horror because I never get scared by them. Um, I feel they are more uh, paranormal drama and mystery. Like tension filled, but not scary. So I can't. I cannot myself put it under the umbrella of horror. Personally. Is it because it feels more sad, or I think it? I think it's because it feels more like um, like we're not focused on uh making ourselves feel uncomfortable. We're focused on seeing these people who are heroes do their thing, or you know these people you know, do something good for somebody that they love and have their very heroic moments and it's it's mm. more about their feelings than ours and I always feel horror is supposed to make me feel like uncomfortable in a bad way. Not necessarily uncomfortable, I guess, but more like I feel like I should want to hide under the covers when I watch a horror film and these never make me do. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, Except maybe like yeah. in Insidious. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that's the, with, the, with the weird demon guy, Darth Maul's meth. <laughs> Darth <out> Maul. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that stupid demon. Yes. Yeah. See, tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a really interesting perspective, Lissa. Um, yeah, I think you make a good point actually about I'd never thought about that before about horror being more about the audience's feelings. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks. <laughs> so how do yeah, you feel I about horror I, I don't comedy? Know. I, do you feel like that fits more into horror or comedy, just based on like your feelings towards these movies? Because I feel like, because to me, I feel like these movies do. I I consider them horror, but it's more contained than other horror films. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, I would say I when it comes to a horror comedy, I usually. I guess uh, I lean them more into a comedy category. I think that is its own little box, um, where it's neither horror, mostly comedy, but not truly comedy because of all of the horror elements. Mm. Well, well, something like, you just I made think, me. Oh, oh I was just gonna say I think Army of Darkness is a really good um, like, like that's a good one to base your horror comedy off of, like, deciding if it's in that genre, personally, mm. for me. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say, your your analysis is really interesting because something I just realized with this movie is a lot of times in horror, I think the discomfort comes from this helpless feeling you get of, like, you know these people are going to die and there's absolutely nothing they can do about it or you know they're going to turn into a monster and there's nothing they can do about it. there's this sense of hopelessness and this very mm-hmm. bleak outlook and i think the that james wan's movies are a lot more character focused in that they do have more agency and there are things they can do that like are more productive like when i was watching this i was drawing so many parallels to ghostbusters because yeah this movie <laughs> it uses spirituality as a tool it doesn't go into it as like an existential thing it's Mm -hmm. like these are the tools we use to rid this house of a infestation it's not Mm -hmm. like let us sit down Mm -hmm. and tell you why jesus is our lord and savior it's like these crosses get rid of this thing it's kind of like buffy or supernatural in that way so if i see what you mean in that it doesn't cause genuine horror because it feels like people doing a job yeah yes the the other thing is like probably the reason that it doesn't feel as horrifying is that our protagonists are the ones who have to save other people and they are not the ones in trouble themselves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, like, I mean, like, there are obviously some, like, parts in the movie where you're like, oh no, the their daughter, but, like, mo- mostly what's happening is happening to other people and not, like, the, the people that we are supposed to be following. Right. Yeah. This would probably be a good time to break down the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. The Conjuring is um, based, I'm going to say very loosely, on a true story that may or may not be true. Um, We're not going to get into that (laughs) because there's a lot of debate about it. But uh, basically, it takes place in the 70s, right? Is it the 60s or 70s? 1971. 70s. 70s. They say groovy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. They do. Yeah, so it follows Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are real people. Um, They are demonologists. So they teach college classes about demons, which I really want to know what college offers these classes. Yeah, Um, I want to go. I I would go back to school for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they basically go around and like deal with cases that the Catholic Church will not deal with because they are they are not Catholic. Um, but they work with the Catholic Church, I guess. Well, they're Catholics. I, they're, I believe they're Catholics. I just don't think he's an ordained oh, minister I see, I see. yet. Okay. I think he's studying to be. Okay. Right. So they, they go around and uh, deal with like supernatural paranormal cases. So the movie actually opens with a little scene of Annabelle, who has gotten her own spinoff films. And like pretty much everyone knows about Annabelle, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh so on and all yeah so the film does a very like dramatized version of that which i've actually read a lot about like the real annabelle 
Um, which she's a raggedy and doll. Yeah, it's a raggedy and doll, which is so creepy. Like the design for the movie is creepy too, and I understand why they changed it. I mean, also I'm assuming Raggedy Ann is copyrighted, but um, anyway, but like I, but I do think that there's something very creepy about like something so innocent looking. Yeah, something uh, very plush and like that shouldn't be able to hurt you, and it does. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. it's a really strong opening, honestly, mm-hmm. with the Annabelle. Like the what a way to grab your attention. So mm-hmm. it shows like the Warrens mm-hmm. dealing. It introduces the Warrens and shows how they deal with this case. And uh, then they take the Annabelle doll and lock it in a special room they have in their house where they keep all of these uh, paranormal or um, possessed items that they've collected throughout the years. And they keep them locked away and have like the room blessed by a priest and stuff like that. Um, so the uh, then we're introduced to a family who are moving into a new home and big surprise, the home is haunted. And basically from there, we just follow the Warrens helping this family deal with the haunting and trying to apparently prevent... a witch like killed yeah. herself on the property and then and so l- that's why yeah. they're haunted yeah, the house has a long history of like deaths and suicides and people going missing and uh mm-hmm. yeah her and... whole deal is that she um possesses the mother and uses the mother to kill the child and then kills yeah. the mother yeah, yeah so the that's how that's how to... the witch ghost operates are trying to prevent this from happening and meanwhile like they're dealing in their personal life like they have a daughter Mm -hmm. who's young and uh they're trying to deal with like um being there for their daughter because she misses them a lot when they travel for work and um, their daughter is being kind of attacked by paranormal entities so like that's kind of a subplot of the film yeah but most of it focuses on them helping this family yeah I guess overall, I know we've all like seen this movie several times. So I guess like mm-hmm. upon this rewatch, would you guys say it still holds up? Do you like this movie? Um. Oh yeah, I definitely like it. I just, I I feel differently about it than I do about other horror movies. But it's not to say that it's a bad different. Yeah. I mean, I I like it just fine. It's definitely not one of my favorite movies. Um, I, like, very, like, not, not because it's not good, but because, like, I just like things that are a little more gory and goofy. I'm, I'm more in that kind of, I'm in the campy area of horror. And yeah. th- this is, this is not very campy. Um, I, I did really enjoy, like, specific scenes, like, um, when they go in the attic and then the the ghost of one of the moms is up there and she's crying and that that got me and then the the other thing is like the ending scene where they actually do the exorcism that was pretty cool i really enjoyed that mm-hmm. um cuz the effects mm-hmm. on that were really good i yeah. was at just the right age when i first saw this film i was like in high school i was just kind of dipping my toe into horror and realizing the different genres and we were kind of just entering this kind of horror renaissance we're in so i wasn't really used to seeing a lot of well-crafted um scares it was always jump scare oh ha ha it's just your friend steve or um (laughs) just kind of you know random bloodshed or like torture porn that was the huge thing yeah but this movie was so great with simplicity like there were so many great practical effects they did there were so many they set up things so well like it felt like a really good scary house where or like one of those Mm -hmm. ghost stories you read as a kid that's just great at setting setting something up and paying it off Mm -hmm. there were so it was like watching a bunch of little sketches of how to do suspense and i really love that part of it i think be- believing in God helped make it scarier and not to be too much of a, a downer, but my my ideas about how the world works have changed since then, so it's not as scary as it was. I still admire the craftsmanship and the storytelling of it all, but it's not scary to me anymore. Like, it's still a great film, but, like, I think over time, it's it's kind of just become, like, it's a good film, not so much scary. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's the double edged <laughs> sword with the uh, supernatural based horror films is like it kind of requires you to believe in ghosts and demons and um like this film obviously has um is very based in Christianity. Um so like if you're not a Christian, I don't know how scary it would be to you. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know, though, because, like, some, like, I, I know a lot of people who are Catholic, especially, are, like, terrified of demons and stuff, but, like, my, my mom. viewpoint <laughs> as, like, my viewpoint as a Christian is, like, well, I'm not scared of that, because, like, I don't know, like, doesn't, you know, the religion tell us that God is more powerful so like why should I be scared of demons but but you know I I guess I understand like everyone has different uh ideas about that so yeah yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I'm well, not a like a, a religious person so like most of what scares me about this is like the intent to hurt like it mm-hmm. doesn't even like come down to um like whether or not like god is real or anything it's the idea that like something can and will make you hurt someone that you love against your will yeah like that's that's what's most scary about it to me um i i don't really think demons are a real thing um they're yeah i really don't they, either <laughs> they make for I, good entertainment but like just the the more of the idea of something you know, making you hurt someone you love is more more scary to me than like the idea that something exists out in in like the supernatural world and like you know, you have to believe in God or it's gonna hurt you or whatever. Like that doesn't that doesn't mm-hmm. scare me at all. Which I will yeah. say, um, I work in an organization that is religiously affiliated with the Christian church, which is mm-hmm. so interesting for me to see because there are a lot of people who are going through really hard times in their life who need a place that will give them a second chance or a boost. And the thing I'm, I used to be very jaded because once you kind of learn how like the Catholic church abused a ton of people or how like the, the religious history has been manipulated so much through the years, you kind of feel personally betrayed and you're very resentful. But then Mm -hmm. when you start to see people like in their everyday lives, kind of using this thing to, to just have this grounding of love. Yeah. Like and like whether or not you believe in Jesus, I do believe everyone deserves love and deserves compassion. Yeah. And like whether that compassion comes from a religious source or like a human source or whatever, it's important that that foundation is there. And I just think that having that love is helpful. But the trick is making sure it doesn't get diluted in this ignorance and hate and like yeah. starting yeah. to set limitations on who deserves love and how can they express love and when is too much love a bad thing and like stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. And it's like yeah. Uh, it's complicated. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And I think that like, you know, obviously the idea of like of love and of uh community and stuff is like very universal. Um, yeah. just like the idea mm-hmm. of like evil forces that want to harm you. Like Marty said that that's very universal. So I think like you could definitely yeah. watch this film as a person who doesn't believe in supernatural things and still get something out of just like the um genuine emotions put into the film. Uh but yeah. it just and might I not scare you. Yeah. The finale also works because that is what kind of gets her gets the demon out. It's not like he says a bunch of Latin and does the 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 thing you expect with an exorcism, but Holy that doesn't water. really mean anything. Yeah. What what really drives her over the edge is when she's like, think of your daughters, think about the life you have and the love you have and you'd yeah. be giving all that up if you give in to her. Yeah, and that's that was... when she casts the demon out. Yeah, that was the that was the best part of the movie for me is like it, the the love conquering the the evil. <laughs> yeah. It felt it felt like so good. almost kind of anime in the way that it was done. Um, oh my god, Lisa, this is the second movie you've been on with Netflix and Kill that has like a Disney ending. Yeah, yes! that's true. <laughs> true. What can I say? Um, Disney endings are fun to talk about. Yeah, I. Lisa, what do you think about demons? Huh? What I think about demons? Yeah. Um. When I was younger, they used to scare me more. Um. Since I've become a young adult, they've gotten less scary. Probably because um. 
doing my taxes wrong scares me more. Um, but <laughs> that was yeah. so real. Yeah, like, the IRS is scarier than in Bellingham or whatever. I agree. But with that. I know in in high school, um, if you wanted to entice me and absolutely scare me out of my pants. Uh, the answer was show me a well-done movie about demon possession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there any other movies like that that you can think of that would have scared you? Because you said this one didn't really scare you very much, right? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head have right now. I will now? say Paranormal uh, Activity actually did scare the crap out of me in high school. I have not seen the Paranormal Activity um, movies. Yeah. See, I think the, I was too okay. old to be scared by it when I watched about, it because it didn't scare me. What about The Exorcism? How do you feel about that Ooh. one? Oh, The Exorcist. That's what it was. The Exorcist. Oh my god. I, at this point, I've seen it enough times that I love it. But the first time I ever saw it, I was like 15 years old and I had and nightmares for like funnier. a week. Uh, keeps getting funnier every single time I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen The Exorcist about 160 seven times Ugh, that's my favorite movie of all time yeah, if anyone didn't know that beetlejuice is my favorite movie of all time yeah <laughs> oh you hot topic but, shopping so, piece of trash <laughs> i know the, the thing about you. the exorcist is like again the demon itself doesn't scare me it's the fact that like you know this girl is going through a shit ton of trauma basically um, yeah <laughs> but yeah kai i don't think did we get your take on like does this movie hold up oh yeah, um, yeah, I think it does. Like, uh, I mean, like we mentioned, I think that there's just so much genuine human emotion in it that, like, even if it it's not that scary, I think that I just enjoy watching it because I like the story and I like the characters. Yeah. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny, though, like, so I think we all agree, right, that this movie didn't, doesn't really scare us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still jumped a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really funny because, like, when this came out, I remember people making such a huge deal about it of, like, it's the, one of the scariest movies of all time. And, like, certain cinemas had Catholic priests there to, like, bless <laughs> really? the theater after the movie. Yeah. And, like, people were freaked out by this movie. And, I like, don't wild. remember that at all. So, like, it actually has an R rating. And they asked, the filmmakers asked the MPAA why, because there's not, the, like, there's not really profanity. There's not blood. There's not, there's, not there's a little so, bit of blood, yeah. but it's, like, at the yeah. end. So they were like, hey, why does amount. this have an R rating? In the, and basically they were just like, oh, the film is just scary. And like it's not that scary. Yeah, it's not. So that kind <laughs> of does boggle me a little bit. But like, I will say it's better done than most PG thirteen horror movies. So yes. like, I would count it scarier than any PG thirteen horror movie. Maybe I'd if I'd seen this in a theater, I I would feel different about it. But exactly, I, I've yeah. only seen well, it on like a TV or on my laptop. So I I will say right. there are certain movies that I think in a theater experience it's way scarier, way more different. Um, mm-hmm. like, I saw Insidious Chapter 3 in theaters, and the entire time I was sitting there going, I know this is stupid, I've seen the first two movies, mm-hmm. and then- But the fact that like, it's just, like, big and in your face. Yeah, but it. then I'd be sitting there, like, holding on to my friend's hand going, oh my gosh, don't go in that door, don't go in that door! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder then, how much of it- a lot of it, too, is, like, when you're watching it with a big crowd of people, that feeling just gets amplified, because everyone's feeling yeah. the same thing. Exactly. When it's I what saw we were talking Hereditary about... for the first time in the theater, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, that might be the most scared mm-hmm. I've ever been. I thought we're... Hereditary was horrifying when I watched it in the theater, but then I went and watched it again, and then I was like, this isn't that scary. This doesn't me, even me, make any sense. <laughs> well, I wonder with um, this movie is how much of it is like the first time you watch it, you don't know what's going to happen, and so much yeah. of it is built on suspense. Yeah. So when yeah. you know, oh yeah, the kid's going to clap behind her going in, it's not as effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. would also say... This kind of ties into the conversation we were having while we were watching the movie about um, spirits and entities being vibes and how you can feel the vibes of everybody in that theater 
And the vibes are all, I'm terrified. And so your vibes now turn into, I'm terrified. You turn around Mm -hmm. with your flashlight and shine it on a ghost and go, sir, your vibes are rancid. I need you to get out of the house. (laughs) Exactly. I just miss, do you remember, because it's a very rare talent when there would sometimes be, I hate when people talk in the theater, first of all, I have to get that out of the way. But there was some people who can like capture exactly the right time to say something. Like mm-hmm. as soon as we watched Midsommar and the credits started rolling, some girl got up and you could tell she did not have a great time. Because like when I went in, I expected this like pa- empowering feminist tale. And then she got up and she like said in a very sarcastic voice, like, wow, I'm empowered now. <laughs> and, uh, and I just... Great. Big girl bosser. Anyway, that's sorry, that was a very random tangent. But like I wish I could watch this movie in a theater because I think I just miss that vibe of like like I think that's what it is. You're so ingrained in the vibe that you just can't help but say these things or you can't help but scream. You can't help but jump. It's exactly. it's such a pure thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing is like it takes up more of your senses to watch something on a big screen in a movie theater than it does to like watch it on a on a TV or on a laptop just because the screens are smaller. You, you know, it doesn't take up as much of your attention and also you can control the volume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. oh my god, the other time I remember watching this movie, the first time was the most effective because I'd never seen it, but the other time was when I was, Kai, are you comfortable with me telling the story where we got yes. drunk and watched this movie and <laughs> yes. you just kept screaming? <laughs> yeah, and at that point I had already seen this movie a, a lot too, so like it, I w- it shouldn't have been scary, and I don't think I really was scared, I think I was just reacting what um, was great was you would be talking about something completely different, like, well, here's the philosophical consequence of these constantly, oh my god! And then you just trail <laughs> off and notice, like, the, the TV. Yeah. Beautiful. It would be great. Yeah, we came home drunk one night and for some reason decided to watch this, and I just kept screaming. <laughs> I miss so getting drunk and neighbor. watching scary movies with y'all yeah, so much. Mm-hmm. We really like once COVID is over. We need a plan when when we can all get together, get really super fucking drunk, and just watch marathon movies. Because yes. like good like God, I miss it. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta finish out the Friday Thirteenth movies. Marty and I we got do. through like six of them, and then and then gave they up. were bad. Um, but they put they put Jason X on Netflix, so now we have to watch. Yes, all of them so we, we gotta. Oh we God. gotta. Yes. Well, Alyssa, aren't you binging the Paranormal Activity movies? Yes, I love watching Paranormal Activity movies. The thing is, with Paranormal Activity movies, they could have been so good. Their concepts were amazing. (laughs) But some of the things that they chose to put in or take out, I'm like, why? Why did you do that? The alternate (laughs) ending for Paranormal Activity 1 is so much better than the one that we got. Mm. Mm. When we do Paranormal Activity, we should bring Alyssa on. Yes. Please. Well, yeah, anything that's, like, found footage is, like, Lissa's domain. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess this is the first <laughs> non-found footage film that we've... There's a found footage sequence? Yeah, they There's do some footage sequence. There is a found footage sequence. Yeah. <laughs> it counts! <laughs> I really I, lo- I, I respect the filmmaking of this film. Yeah. Yes, its yeah. cinematography is amazing. And yeah. the acting, directing, like, there's nothing wrong with this film. It's just not super scary to me. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'd recommend it to someone who's, like, averse to scary movies, though. Yeah, yeah I true. wouldn't. And I don't, like, I know that demons and stuff does scare a lot of people. So, like, yeah. I guess uh-huh. you should keep that in mind. Uh, my my mom this. is a God-fearing woman. I would never suggest she watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or like I said, it, I know a lot of Catholic. I know a lot of Catholics. Like they can't yeah, my do mom. Demon movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also don't want to show them a film where the Catholic Church is somewhat the good guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they though? Because like <laughs> they don't do shit. Yeah, they're like, they don't do they're shit. like sorry, yeah. we can't help you. Yeah, and in then the end, like, Lorraine's well, like, I'm gonna go call Father Gordon and tell him that you know we didn't need their fuck help. You got yeah. a gun. We did I feel it like that was them kind of playing to the field where like, okay, but they used the, the god imagery to stop the demon, but and then you can appeal to the other side of like, but fuck the Catholic Church. I'm like, but they didn't actually do anything. So you kind of get, you get a, a win all around. Mm, yeah. yeah. 
yeah um <laughs> i mean i think that like a, a a hollywood movie would not want to really upset yeah like i would not call this movie anti-catholic no, no. but it's also <laughs> like not doing the catholic church that many favors i'd say yeah in, in terms yeah, of uh religious yeah. propaganda this movie is almost kind of neutral a god's not dead it's not for, for, <laughs> he's surely for alive that, for a movie that relies so heavily on religious imagery it is very neutral on its stance on religion yeah yeah it's very in that regard like i think that's that weirdly enough that's kind of how it usually goes with um stories about people who like actually hunt demons you know mm-hmm. because it almost takes the power out of this existential realm of like god decides your fate or the devil decides your fate and there's nothing you can do about it and it's like no humans can do stuff you read a book you throw some water say some words punch punch the demon in the face (laughs) call it a day call it a day yeah just just slam that doll's head down on the ground a few times it should do the trick just fine really when you think about it demon hunters are the middle class of the horror world in what way? <laughs> Explain. Because they're not, they don't, they're not the big and powerful mechanisms. They're just trying to survive in this crazy old world. And they're like trying to make, they're trying to deal with the consequences of the big and powerful on both ends and try to like, you know, make sure people can live out their lives. I'm going to write a paper about this, goddammit. it. Tell me, yeah, are okay. You me, are you telling me Van Halsen is doing white collar work? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's white? I always mix up white collar and blue collar. Which one's which? White collar is like an office, right? And then blue collar is like is like construction. See, no, I think they're Bl- blue, blue collar because they're the ones yeah. getting their hands. So they're dirty working in the class. Mud. They're not okay. middle class. They're working class. Yes, working class. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Whatever, yeah, I, whatever I, one I, is the. I vibe with that. Yeah, I like that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a working class hero. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I'd ki- I can send you about 15 essays L- about how listen, that, that's the truth. I know it's the truth because of the episode from, like, season three or so when she, like, leaves and then she's, like, working by herself in, like, Dude, there's LA. an episode in six where she works at a fast food place and <gasps> it's literally a metaphor for how retail jobs suck out your soul. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Yes, yeah. I. I still but anyway, not I stand Buffy. by my my assessment. I Boom, I did it. Film theory, check mark. Check. <laughs> y'all, yeah, y'all got me thinking about uh this one song by Jimmy Barnes called "Working Class Man" up in here. <laughs> I can't believe you. How dare you? Aww. I feel ghost. I, I had to do see, it. See, now to I'm you. thinking about Johnny Cash and the fact that he wrote a song called "Ghost Riders in the Sky" and how he well, was and a like, what is the hero. imagery? we associate with like these horror heroes like they're very like they're the warrens aren't asking for any kind of money they're just trying to do good and help people want to help people Mm -hmm. well the the imagery we see of her like talking to the kids trying to get them to like live their lives him being a mechanic when you think of ash you have that working man like shirt and he's covered in grime and he's ash literally wears a blue collar yes Oh my god, this is a whole different conversation. (laughs) I think this deserves its own episode. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I see that. Beautiful. Love Uh, this. Love this for us. Do you guys have a favorite scare from this film? Oh. The maid. The maid? The maid girl. Yeah. When she... When look she's in the room and she's do. like, look what she made me do. And then the guy walks in there and then she just like pushes him against the wall and like, look what she made me do. <laughs> look yeah. what she just made me do. Literally, you like literally I was like we were watching this and like she started saying that Hannah typed God damn it, Taylor Swift. And like literally as she was typing that I was sitting like like by myself going look what you just made me do look what you <laughs> made me do uh, uh, amazing. she did this to us amazing <laughs> sorry the old taylor can't come to the phone right now <laughs> why because she's dead her mom <laughs> killed her in the house demon. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so, I think- mine oh you go ahead no you go 
Okay, my favorite is probably whenever... It's either when... It's when Elaine Warnos is, like, under... No. You mean No, Warren? that's the serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, you, you, did you just get Elaine Warren, Lorraine Warren mixed up with Eileen Warnos? Hey, it's um, been a long week. I understand. I, 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 totally, I totally get it. I choose <laughs> not to be ashamed. I choose not to be ashamed of my mistakes. But that's to learn from totally them. valid. <laughs> You know what? That is my that is my scare. I, just that mistake. Boom. I'm terrified. <laughs> but no, when she's under the stairs and the mom is like right behind her crying and holding the boy, there's just a shot where like she sees her in the mirror and then they cut to a wide of her actually in the same physical space as Elaine Warren. Mm-hmm. So Lorraine Warren. Fuck it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite scare. Let's move my, on. My my favorite is um I don't know if this totally counts as scare because it's like the climax of the movie, but when they start doing the exorcism and they start throwing the holy water on the mom and um, like her face starts bleeding through the like the pillowcase that they have on her head and it just like rips open and, like her eye is like staring out of it and there's just blood everywhere. That was cool. I really liked that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Kai? Yeah. Oh, sorry. What's yours? Uh, for me, so they, it's when they're playing hide and clap. So that's like a game that this family (laughs) plays where, um, one person is blindfolded and then the other people have to hide. So it's basically hide and seek, but, um, you find where they are by them clapping. And so they, you get up to three claps. Um, so the mom is playing this with one of her daughters and she's like going around trying to find the daughter and then like. You see her follow the claps into this room that has, like, this big wardrobe. And she's like, okay, I'm ready for the third clap. And then, the, and then like, a pair of hands comes out of the wardrobe and claps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, oh, uh, uh. And the daughter runs in and is like, mom, you weren't even close. And, like, that one got me. Yeah. That's really that good. Was, that was a good one. The, the other thing... That kind of counts, but, like, the one that gets, like, gift on Tumblr all the time is the one where, like, she's putting their laundry out on the line, and then the bedsheet flies away and sticks oh. to the ghost, and you can see the silhouette. Yeah. I wrote That's a paper a about too. I wrote a paper yeah. about this movie's uh, digital effects, so I, I included that scene. Yeah. Nice. So I just, like, have, I, like, watched that on a loop on YouTube while I was watching, while I was writing that, so I just that scene is like very strong in my head. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's the one that I see like people edit it into like black and white grunge gifs all the time on Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene. It I is. I also really like whenever she sees the um, vision of her daughter in the water. Lorraine sees her daughter in the yeah. water at the house. That's also a really good. Sign. And then she like runs into the house and grabs the phone and calls to check on her daughter. Daughter in the water. Daughter. The, the animal water. scene is also very effective. Like anytime there is a scene where characters come into a room and it's there's like writing on the wall of like help me or like ah or like just just something creepily scrawled out onto the a, a wall in a room that you could tell took time, energy, and panic. I I get mm-hmm. very anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say my favorite part of the movie is in a scare. It's just the part when the Warrens first come in. It's like almost halfway through the movie when the Warrens first come out of the house. And um, the family's like, yeah, sometimes we smell this rancid smell, and sometimes we hear this stuff and all this stuff. And Ed's like, yep, that's demons. Yep, that's definitely <laughs> demons. The yeah. way he also... You like, love it. How do you not know <laughs> you don't have cats stuck in your wall? <laughs> like <laughs> The way he talks about it with such, like, you know, when you're, like, being interviewed at the hospital of like have you ever done weed and they like just clearly don't care <laughs> that was the vibe yeah. i was getting of just he's going through a checklist in his head in a very kind and like yeah he's gonna help you way but also like uh this is my routine 
kind mm-hmm, of way. Mm-hmm. He's like, like yeah, what was it? It's like smell. that's a demon. <laughs> like yeah. his wife would like say these like terrifying like poetic things. Like it's leached onto you and it's feeding off of every fear you've ever had. And he's like, yeah, it's like gum. You it's stuck like- on it, can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like he says all the all the like dumb stuff and then she like either either like like precedes it or like follows it up with something that's really dramatic. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's this one scene and they are such a cute couple like let's just appreciate the chemistry and the good writing. It's hard to write a good couple and yeah. sell it. But we like there's one scene where she's so like much. Yeah. Remember what I told you the night we got married? And he's like, can we do it again? And normally I hate that, but the way he delivers it, and she just, it makes her smile, and she's like, after that, God brought <laughs> us together for a reason. And it's just cute. They're just cute. They're, yeah, they're horrible, really cute. and I love them both. And I They're very much a supernatural Mulder and Scully. Like, if Mulder and Scully wasn't about aliens and stuff, mostly. Yes. Yeah, I agree. and Scully no was like a psychic. I love them both. Yeah, no wonder I love them both. <laughs> Speaking of Mulder and Scully, I watched um a the Craft sequel remake recently, and um David Duchovny was in that, and he played oh. a um a men's rights activist demon. <laughs> oh my god! This. <laughs> You can't yeah, see these things, Marty. It was very bad. Like it was a, it was not a good movie. Um, you can't just say these things. <laughs> but yeah, he was there. He was a men's rights activist demon. See, now that Sheba doesn't look nearly as bad. <laughs> oh my Jeez. goodness! So we were talking a little bit about Buzzfeed Unsolved. Um, yep. Before we started recording, because I, I we were having a discussion about like demons and uh, spirituality and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I think we all kind of agreed that like it's more of a vibe, yeah. like oh, places can give off like certain vibes. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a demon. It's just you know, just you get a vibe. Yeah, um, and if you go into certain places place with certain expectations, on, yeah. I think that can affect how you view certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I anyway, I don't know. I just I don't know super what that has to do with BuzzFeed Unsolved, but I just love BuzzFeed Unsolved. I guess like their way of approaching things, right? Like if yeah. you go in and you're just like not scared of it, then mm-hmm. um it's yeah. not as scary. Yeah. Well, and it's like I I think it's the the perfect encapsulation of the real skeptic and believer because mm-hmm. I it's just yeah like when you see that's honestly watching that show play out because before i had some doubts i'm and i still do like i'm 23 i don't know i'm not going to pretend that i know definitively what the answers of the universe are i'm just going to use my logic and reasoning and try to learn as much as i can to understand as much as i can that's that's what i'm going to do and watching buzzfeed unsolved and seeing this person just enter into these scenarios that I would normally be terrified from with literally no consequences. Like, this guy went up to Annabelle and, like, stared her in the face and was like, get inside my ribcage, Annabelle. And just seeing a guy do that and, like, You're not scary, no, nothing Annabelle. happens. It's like, yeah. you realize, oh, okay. It is literally just an attitude thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, you watch that show and then you realize that the only times things kind of start happening is when Ryan just kind of uh, is by himself and, like, psyching himself out. Yeah. And then then you, like, watch Shane and, like, most of the time nothing happens. There's a a couple times, like, in the Sally house and stuff when he's talking to things or, like, with the Annabelle one where it's, like, turn the light off if you want to kill me and the light goes off. He goes... Okay. <laughs> well, I wonder. I wonder how touchy those light things yeah. are because I feel like they probably go off and on a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. It really. There's. There's definitely like I do kind of lean more towards skeptic nowadays. But when I was a kid, like there, like just about everything could be a ghost to me. Um. I mean, th- that's not to say that I haven't had like 
spiritual or like ghostly experiences because i definitely have it's just that you know sometimes your brain fills in the gaps more than maybe yeah there is information available you know yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like at this point i'm just a believer because i so vehemently want to be yeah Yeah. i want ghosts and there is nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah. but yeah that's how i feel about aliens honestly Um, yeah (laughs) i'm like i just really want to meet an alien and like i mean no matter what like i do definitely believe in aliens like just other life on other planets but like whether or not they've come to the united states or you know to earth it's like yeah uh, in my logical part of me i'm like super skeptical but just in my heart i want it i want to meet them for me i really don't want to use the word agnostic because it's so it's the most pretentious thing to be but because you're not picking anything you're just kind of like hey whatever floats your boat but that's literally what i am yeah i mean like if it describes you then there's no way it can be you know pretentious go ahead yeah i think in a way that's very humble though like you're admitting that you don't have the answers to everything and yeah. um, that you're keeping an open mind so like i i see that as like a very humble point of view to have yeah yes thanks that may, that does make me feel a little better about it what what i think would be really funny is if it was all true and i get there and they're like yeah you said it wasn't and i was like yep you got me <laughs> you got me <laughs> that was a Dang, good one God. peter you really called me out <laughs> you pulled a fast one on me there jc <laughs> all right yeah. come on out here boys where where are the where's jc's boys i know you're here <laughs> they come out and they're like you just got punched <laughs> y'all are judas in andrew andy lloyd weber wrote him a banger in the 70s let me tell you i think he deserves That's entry true. just for that that is true i was yes. gonna say jc stands for ashton kutcher but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> I think I told a friend on their capstone, I don't know if I believe in God, but I believe in making movies. Yeah. Honestly, the only thing you need to believe in. Yeah. Making movies. And yourself, goddammit. You're right. Uh, How could I have missed the most important one? (laughs) (laughs) You fool. (laughs) You fool. How could I have done this? Uh, Do we have any last thoughts about The Conjuring? Um, hey, um, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, um, uh, please. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> please? <laughs> please. Please I what? You, Just please? <laughs> please love me, both of you. I love them both. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Patrick Wilson that. is very much like a, like a, like a that guy, like a, you see him <laughs> in a movie and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. But like, at the same time, I'm like, ugh. Ugh, I love you and everything you do. He's so funny. I'm looking up who the dad was in this movie real quick because I, he looked very familiar and I don't know what he was from. He looked uh, like if Uncle Jesse and Mark Ruffalo had a son. He, You know, I get that. <laughs> okay, I do want to say that um, th- I, I do appreciate, like, I think this film displays... James Wan's growth as a filmmaker because like yeah we've all been pretty clear that we are not fans of the Saw franchise (laughs) um and like even Insidious we were a little harsh on because it's like it's a fun movie to watch but it has some problems um but I think like The Conjuring is really solid and I think like I don't know I think it really showcases um James Wan's filmmaking abilities and like uh, his ability to work with these actors and get an amazing performance and to guide the cinematography and the editing to create a really solid horror film. Yeah. I agree he, with that. He does pretty good, now that I'm thinking about it, he does really good with those shots where the things are behind you. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. He did that with Insidious. Um, he did that with this one when you see the, the feet of the hanged woman behind uh patrick oh yeah patrick that was Wilson. creepy that was really that good was, it's so yeah. good so good why is it always patrick wilson 
I don't know. They're, they're just like put... it's Fitzpatrickles in two. Lissa, yeah. Lissa but... they're like you. Yes, they're thirsty for him too. <laughs> Oh my they're like, God. let's let's just put scary things behind Patrick Wilson and see if he notices. <laughs> and he exactly, made bank on that. Exactly. Good job, James. Yeah. Oh, I was. He's I'm, a great filmmaker. So I'm looking at this, and I the reason why I know who the dad is is because he was in the movie Tully. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He was like the husband in Tully, nice. which I hadn't seen in a while and kind of forgot that it was. A movie but that's why i know him Hmm. um he looks kind of like luke wilson but not really i get that do you get that (laughs) no i totally see it yeah uh all right i'm gonna do a last call for for final thoughts um no thoughts head empty no thoughts had the only Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lissa's two brain cells are uh the the Warrens. <laughs> yes. While exactly. I may not share your beliefs or religion, I do respect it and um Yeah. I Ditto. Yeah. I like this movie. Boom, two things. Boom. I respect Boom. you and movies. Boom. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, Lissa. It's always a really, it's always really fun to have you on. Of course, it's fun uh, to be here. Literally any time. Yeah. So, where can people find you? I am on Twitch uh, at Lasagna. That's L Y S A G N A. Lasagna. Lasagna. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at lasagna, but with an underscore after it. So that's L Y S A G N A underscore. Yeah. Sweet. I I barely get on there ever, but like half of my tweets are just replies to Marty and Kai being like, you guys are awesome. So. <laughs> and, and then Lissa t- comments on mine. You are garbage. No, no, no. That's no. a joke. Lissa says, I love you very <laughs> much, and she's yes. a wonderful person. You, I love you too. It's just that theirs are the ones, the tweets that come across my timeline all the time. I. It's because I'm constantly on Twitter making a fool of myself. I, <laughs> it's true. Most of the time, I only were show a clown, up once Twitter a week. Twitter would be my makeup. Most of the time, I only show up once a week and retweet that internal screaming like account. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. Uh, so you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. We also have a Patreon, and we super appreciate any money that you want to throw our way. We've got some new bonus episodes coming out really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, bonus episodes. All, yeah. all the money from our Patreon right now is going towards keeping this podcast up and running, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening. And we hope that your nightmares are plentiful. Yeah. Don't let any ghosts inside your, in your brain hole or whatever. (laughs) I wanted to add sound effects. (laughs) Good. Okay. Okay.